0: hey guys welcome to a new episode um i saw that like over 200 people listened to my podcast on a random day last week i'm assuming when i must have posted some video for it somewhere on probably tiktok since instagram videos have been getting like three views since i stopped posting regularly on there um so if you're from that hello if you're or either way, I appreciate any of those people for listening and giving it a shot. Um, I know my that my style is very like relaxed and not really not edited, pretty much at all. Um, I pretty much just post it as soon as I'm done. So, if you appreciate that sort of thing, then continue and listening. If you feel like giving me a a chance, um, so. One thing I wanted to talk about this week for sure is true crime stuff because they've been doing things uh, recently because of the quadruple murder case in Idaho that's been just terrible, quite honestly, to watch. Um, but also, I wanted to talk about my own personal stuff for a bit so because I... You know, it's the beginning of the year. It's when everybody starts to, like, think. That sounds obvious. But it's it's the time when everyone kind of starts rethinking about goals, about what you want to do, about things like that. And um, so I've been thinking about that lately. And uh, it's always hard because, for me, I just feel like, Um, for a really, really long time of my life, I had, for the very great majority of my life, I had no idea what I wanted to do at all. Uh, Like, I would have ideas about jobs, but I would change my mind really often. Like, I wasn't one that, like, when I was in traditional, like, four-year college school, um... I wasn't one that really changed my major very much but I was one that would like change my mind all the time about what I wanted my major to be and maybe that's partly because of being autistic and having a lot of interests and just being somebody who likes to research things and look things up and learn about new things and can get interested in a lot of different things so like like just me even thinking about it right now like I like making art like doing paintings and stuff I like learning about art like when I was a fresh fresh, freshman yeah when I was a freshman in college I took an art history class it was at eight o'clock in the morning which is like death for college students because we're always staying up until like you know three or four o'clock in the morning so like every time we would me and, like, two of my roommates had that class, and every time we would go, we would literally, like, wake, we would get out of bed at, like, 7.50, and basically just, like, roll out of bed, get, like, our, get, like, a notebook or whatever for class, and, and like, just walk there in our pajamas. Like, didn't even, like, would, like, brush our teeth, but other than that, would do nothing else to get ready, because, and, like, would walk in as, right when it's starting, um, because we were so tired but I actually really liked that class and I like art and art history I like learning about things like that so I always enjoyed that and history in general um like when I went to college I had I had taken and passed the ACT test for European history when I was a senior and because I just genuinely like that stuff I also really like like anthropology I really like sociology um I wanted to major in sociology, but I, that was one of those majors that people would talk about as if, like, you, there's no, like, job that is at the end of that. Like, even, you know, me when I was younger, like, back when I was in college, when this was happening was before the economy collapsed from the, um, from the Iraq war, like, right, Right when i would have if I would have stayed in college for the full four years and graduated on time, I would have graduated right when the economy collapsed, and suddenly people my age had degrees um and still weren't able to get jobs and had um and had all of our debt and everything but I didn't actually stay in college that long I dropped out um or I got kicked out because I got so many bad grades in the fall of 2005 and just like never went back to like traditional four-year schools but that was always something that was on my mind that like I think that's from growing up really poor and also growing up um, you know as I did like not really like a kid very much an adult even though I was still like young then that I knew that like the stuff that I was doing like school was really expensive and that one day I was going to have to pay these loans off. And so I was very aware that like everything that I was doing at school was really expensive and that there wasn't a point of me doing it and spending all of that money doing it unless I could like find, do a degree that would like translate into some sort of job that I could work towards. And I think I'm also somebody that just likes having like a a goal to work towards, you know. Um and so like sociology, even though I really, really liked it, um, I remember that when I told my mom that I wanted to major in that, she made like a worried face because sociology doesn't really have like necessarily like jobs per se that it's like geared towards. There's a lot of different jobs you could do with that major, but um so I didn't do it. I ended up doing psychology and then got to the point where you had to do, like, statistics and stuff and just didn't want to do it anymore um, and stopped. And, and then, like, that's when I um, dropped out or got kicked out and never went back. But um, I also really liked doing stage crew when I was in high school. Some of the happiest memories I have from my high school years was when me and my friends did stage crew for theater productions. And like, ironically, the reason why I went to the school that I went to when I, the first two years that I was in college, um, was because it had a really nice theater department. And then when I was there, I never took like any of the intro, like stage crew kind of theater classes I could have taken. Um, (laughs) so that was like something else that I really liked that I could have done that I didn't do, um that's just like synonymous for me though right like I pick going to a call like I the main I don't know I was telling my therapist about this this week too that like or no I wasn't telling my therapist I was telling a friend of mine um that so many decisions that I made revolved around just trying to get away from my parents that like I wasn't really able to like make decisions because I purely just wanted to do it like I picked the school, not only because I had a really nice theater department, but that's really what, that's what made me think about it. A friend of mine from high school was also going there. And so I knew that I would know at least one person who went there, which made it like less scary. And, um, and also it was an hour away from my hometown. And so Sorry, that was me burping as I always do in these fucking podcasts. But <laughs> um I must always drink soda before I record. That seems like something I would do. But anyway, I so um I wanted to I needed to go to a school that was far enough away to justify me not living at home. But but mostly I wanted to go to a school that was far enough away where I felt like my my parents, especially my dad, wouldn't like drive to school to yell at me and just like disrupt my life like he used to do all the time when I lived at home and so an hour away to me felt like far enough away that he wouldn't want to drive an hour out of his way just to come and yell at me and like I'm not going to pretend like when I was at school I wasn't still worried about that like that I I was still nervous about the idea of him just like randomly showing up out of nowhere um, but it would, I would c- convince myself that it wouldn't happen because of how far away it was. And it even though it wasn't that far away, it felt, it was, I felt like it, that was a good like distance for me where it was farther away from my hometown where I didn't think that he would come and to yell at me, but it was also close enough that I felt like th- the things that were around me were still like, you know, familiar, um, Because the idea, especially back then, of moving to a place I've never really been before where I didn't really know anybody and everything was new and different would have been really, would have been way too much for me to handle. Like normal colleges in like my, in the state that I live in was too much. Like the last semester I went to a school that was three and a half hours away and I became so like panicky and just anxious and everything, that halfway through the semester, I just, I stopped going to class. I would like tell myself that I would go to class and then it would get to the point where I was supposed to leave my dorm room to go and I just wouldn't leave. Um, You can see like the patterns of agoraphobia stuff starting pretty early. And so I just would stay in my room all the time and never go to class ever, which is why I, I got kicked out after that because I failed basically all of my classes. There's maybe one that I didn't fail because it was mostly online, I think. But every all the other ones I did. Um, you can can you tell that I've been thinking about college lately, because of the Idaho case taking place with college students that were living in a big apartment like right off campus. <laughs> um, anyway, all all of that to say is that um, I've always had things that I'm interested in, and that's not even all of it. I've always liked writing. Um, things like that, like movies, TV, like writing about those things, music, stuff like that. Um, I've always had a lot of interest. And so it's never been a thing of like, it's not necessarily like, I don't know what I like, because it's like, I know what I like. But it's also a thing of like, but can I actually do it? And it's like scary to picture trying to do Something that I really want to do. Like something that I'm really passionate about. Because I tend to like not do those things. Because I am terrified that I'm going to like fuck it up somehow. Or I'm pretty sure that I'm going to mess it up somehow. Or I feel like if things don't go how I want it to. That I'll just like back away from it. And I'll be really devastated that this thing that I really love. And I really want to do. That I'm like not good enough to like do it like those sort of feelings um like for an example what I was talking about with the college I went to that I went to that college because they had a really great theater department and I loved doing stage crew when I was in high school it was like my favorite thing about high school pretty much and where a lot of the friends that I made um where we got became really good friends and became really close like some of the only like stereotypical like kind of high school memory sort of stuff that I have um are about doing stage crew things. So I the whole reason I went to that school is because I could do stage crew there and I could have tried to like take classes about it and be involved in the productions there and stay involved in that world and see if I could have gotten a job. But I didn't even try. I was scared. I was honestly scared to like take a class in something that I really, really loved at the time that had really good positive memories attached to it because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to do it and that then that like positive thing would be like tarnished and it wouldn't, I wouldn't see it as like something happy anymore because I tried to do it and it didn't work and I failed really big and that would be like really hard for me to handle especially because I don't have that many things like that. Like that kind of goes in line with stuff that I've talked about before Like, I did a whole episode about how, in the last few years, I've realized that I don't like The Last Jedi movie when I used to say that that was one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, And because I, because it's the same sort of idea, where like the thing I talked about in that episode was like, I would make excuses for things like Star Wars and stuff that I really wanted to love, that was like something that um, I looked forward to and all that sort of stuff but um and so i would get really upset then when things like that the things that i really love the things that i really depend on the few things in life that i had during those years that were consistently always something that made me happy and excited and all that stuff seemed like they weren't working out anymore it was like scary because i knew that i didn't have anything else and I didn't want to lose the thing, that thing that I had. And so I would just like go bend myself over backwards to try to like make it work even if it didn't seem like it was. Like with Star Wars or problems with Marvel that I had or other things like, like that. I'm sure there are other things that I enjoyed during those years like books and stuff that I read that I wouldn't like anymore. I'm sure that's possible. that's something that would happen if I reread them. Which I'm not going to. (laughs) Um, But anyway. um, It's very similar to. Like this things that I do with like work and jobs. Is that I'm afraid. That if I like put myself out there. And try to get a job. In something that I actually like. That I think that I could do. And like successfully. um, And if that doesn't work out. Then it would be like super duper um, depressing for me, and it it would feel really defeating, and it would feel like, um, like, what, what am I supposed to, like, is there anything that I can do? Like, that sort of feeling. I've had that a lot in my life of, like, I've thought that I could do a bunch of different jobs, but every job I try just seems like it's never the right fit, and, um, anyway, I'm rambling about all of this because, uh, that's, this is the stuff that I've been thinking about lately because, um, the job, I have a job that's, like, my full-time job that I don't, I don't care about that job. I It's working for a big corporation, they do medical record requests, I, um, I, I don't, I, like, I, I got that job, sometimes I think about my history with that job in it because it's just, like, wild, <laughs> um, like, I got that job in February of 2019 after I had been um unemployed for, like, three or four months by that point. um, After I got, I went on leave that I didn't even get. I didn't get short-term disability leave from my past job, and then they fired me when I was gone. Um, I was honestly at, like, my last attorney job when I was having a mental breakdown over everything that happened because that was the year in 2018 that when i like had everything happen with my mom and my family um i was like waiting for that last attorney's office to fire me i just wanted them to fire me and they didn't um until the very end they finally fired me but i had to go on leave first and try to get short-term disability leave first before they would do it uh, anyway anyway I started working at that this place back then and like the first, I worked there for seven months and then was out for three months in my PTSD program that helped me a lot. But like the first seven months I worked there, I was a goddamn like fucking mess. And I wasn't like that much better afterwards either. Um, and it, the couple of months bef- after, like, the, you know, it was only like three months after I got out of that program and I was trying to get used to living in like around people again like one of the harshest like I know this is like a stereotype of when people talk about rehab and even though that program was outpatient like I wasn't like you know stuck there all the time like you imagine in the stereotypical version of what a rehab facility is like but that it's very similar um, it's really harsh when you're in a facility like that where everybody is really respectful of your needs and your triggers, and everybody is struggling with the same sort of things, and you really bond over that when you go back to like actual life and are around people that don't give a fuck about you and don't care that they're saying things or talking about things that are really hard for you to hear. And so that was really difficult, going back to work after that. Um, and then COVID happened after three months of that. And um, there's a lot that was going on with like the management that I worked under, They were mad, they were annoyed with me for many different reasons, just playing games and stuff. And I got like, I've, I got transferred out of that department and then transferred to another department, which is where I work now. And anyway, I'm talking about all of this because, um, the place that I work at now that I've worked in for the last almost year, I think. It's, like, it's working from home, which is why it's nice. Um, it's been, like, a year and a half, actually, now that I think about it, I think, that I've worked there. I think I started working there in 2021. Um, oh, yeah, I did. So, yeah, it's been, like, a year and a half since I've worked in the department that I'm in now. And um, they had a meeting this past week about our boss saying that they're going to, they're, they're like, wanting us, they're pressuring us to do more work and um wanting to like make spreadsheets to like compare how much everybody is doing and that's just never a good situation like whenever jobs do things like that it's because they're trying to come up with reasons to like transfer people to different departments or fire them or whatever um and they're just coming up with these elaborate systems to be able to justify what they want to do um and it also just like creates a such environment where when you are when you're comparing yourself to all of your coworkers every day, it just makes it harder for us as coworkers to talk to each other and get along because it creates animosity like if you feel like if your boss is telling you that these couple people not doing enough work every day is like holding you as a department back, then there's obvious, like, animosity that is created between you and those other people, um, and it just, that's, like, the number one thing that demotivates me so much every time, like, after the meeting, I hardly did any work for the next, like, hour or so, because, like, the idea that, like, I'm being watched all the time, and that's, they're going to, like, critique every single thing that I do. Um, It just reminds, it reminds me of all the years when I was around my parents and I felt like I was always being surveilled to the point that I'm, st- I still don't, like, write in journals or anything like that because I still th- have this feeling like somebody is watching me or would go come in my apartment when I'm not here, even though I'm always here, and look through my stuff or yeah those like feelings are still there and so when when works does things like that it makes me feel like they're doing that I'm in that environment again where I have to be on alert I have to think about every single thing I do every single how I like work every single hour of every single day and nobody likes to feel like that um the nice part about this job was that since it was work from home it was way more relaxed when it came to that and they Mostly left us alone to do our own stuff and didn't pressure us to. It didn't micromanage in any way, and now they seem to be more micromanaging. Um, and so it every time that happens, I just always think like, this is this job is just a job that I'm doing, um, because it it has insurance and it pays my bill. Like it doesn't pay all my bills even, but it pays a good amount of my bills anyway, and um and it has like you know insurance and pto time and whatever but like this is definitely not a place that i want to stay long term so whenever this happens i just always think like can i should i try to go somewhere else but i honestly and i i i can speak i get scared of trying Because what if it doesn't work? That's the first thing I always think of. And I know that that's like the part of me that is still really hard on myself. That I'm expecting myself to fail. Um, But I think that's one of those things that like when you grow up in an abusive family. And then are talking about. um, And where you feel like you need to do things that your parents want you to do because that will help you like fit in and you know that you don't fit in um it's really terrifying to imagine doing things that you really want and because most of the things that I've done in my life like job wise or anything wise were things that other people told me to do not things that I necessarily wanted to do myself because I was always too afraid to try those things um those things never worked out so then I imagine I think like what if I'm wrong and this thing isn't right for me and I end up failing at another job again like one this is a very specific like fear for me at least but one reason why I tend to struggle with this is that um that was what my dad was like like my dad had the same job um he worked for the bus company in the city that in a city that we grew up around and he worked there for like 30 years or something like that and um he just stayed there he hated working there he didn't like working in offices he would be like the worst person to work in like a corporate office environment he wouldn't want wanted to follow any of the rules or anything like that which he didn't like he i remember growing up hearing him talk about how they kept sending him to like anger management training and and things like that because he would yell up at like his bosses and coworkers when he would get upset about the things they were trying to make him do. You know, autistic abusive stuff. Um <laughs> uh cuz he was definitely autistic, but yeah. And um and I remember him saying that like like when around the time before um I was born that he did construction work. And he really liked that and that was actually much better for him because um he had like an outlet he's a type of person that liked doing things like that like when when we were growing up like even places that he rented he would like do these construction projects I don't know how he did things like that and wasn't scared of what the landlord would do to him um but he would do like he was always kind of doing things like that like putting things up on his walls or trying to build new things, building motors for boats and stuff he would buy and trying to put things together. He always had stuff like that he was working on. And so like I just from knowing him and also knowing myself because I'm very similar to him in a lot of ways um, doing for him doing something like construction where he's outside, where he can like where he has like a clear task that he has to do every day something that helps like keeps his hands busy and like kind of gets out some of that energy instead of sitting in an office chair all day would have been was like much better for him but when I was born he felt like he needed to get like a more like quote-unquote serious or whatever job and ended up working at that place but he hated it the entire time he worked there like he um retired when he was 55 like the earliest you possibly can uh because he hated it and didn't want to go back and just wanted to get out of there. Like, I remember my mom trying to get him to stay, but he just didn't want to do it anymore. And so he didn't, but like, because of that, um, my dad, like never really finding a job that he liked never fitting in always having problems with his coworkers, not getting along with them, always being like, like the problem in the office, things like that. Um, I'm afraid I'm like it's like a fear of mine that I'll end up like him that I'll end up not finding something that I'm good at that I'll never find the right thing for me that I'll never find a job that I'm happy or find a place with co-workers that I get along with and every time I started a new place it seems okay at first but then things always end up going shitty eventually at some point and so I get afraid that that's what's gonna happen to me and I don't want that to happen to me, to be quite honest, obviously. Um, And it's hard because, like, part of me knows, especially from talking to therapists and stuff and other people around me, that, like, I know that there's reasons why I've never done this stuff. I've been talking about it for a half hour now in this episode, that I was never really given the choice before to just choose things purely because I wanted to. I was choosing things to get away from my parents or my family I was choosing stuff that I thought would um, lead to me having a job and something that I thought that I could do that I was pretty good at. And But, like, um, I wasn't going for any of the things I really passionately cared about because I was so terrified that they wouldn't work out. And then, you know, everyone in my family would tell me that I was a failure. <laughs> um, so so I, I I know why this stuff has happened, but it's also one of those hard things to completely get over or get away from that fear because so many times I've thought that this like no this thing will be the thing that I'll be good at and if this thing will work out and then it doesn't and I'm like okay am I good at anything (laughs) like is there anything that I'm good at um I'm like laughing just because it's It's just like such a frustrating feeling to keep doing that over and over again. And like all the years that I worked for attorney's offices, I worked for them for like, what, 2012 to like 2018. So like six years, almost the entire time that I worked in those offices, like for basically five out of the six years I worked at them. I knew that whole time that I wasn't really that I wasn't good at that job that I made a lot of mistakes, that I didn't notice some details that my coworkers did, that I probably didn't have the right sort of, you know, detail oriented brain to do a job like that. But at that point, it's like, I spent how many years trying to get a two year, it took me like four years to get a two year associate's degree from a community college to do that job. I had student loans that I was like, attempting to pay off anyway. And this was like the only job that I could go for. And it was also a thing of like my dad told me to do this job and my 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 family, like my mom, my sister and him thought that I could do it. And so I didn't want to have to admit that after all of that stuff and after all of that work, that that job wasn't right for me either after all of the stuff that I did to get it and how and feeling like, I don't know, it just felt like an embarrassing thing. And is especially hard because my mom and my sister are teachers and they both have always liked being around kids. They um picked that job pretty quickly and succeeded at it. And so it always – it's that whole scapegoat thing of always feeling like you stand out in some way, that you're always different than everybody else. And the way that, like, my mom and my sister – my sister had, before she did, ended up making her – um her major teaching she was doing a business major and either one of those things she would have been really great at like my sister would have been like the best project manager at for some company that's ever existed she loves planning things and she's so good at at it and really good at at like managing people and like keeping on top of everything and all that sort of stuff um but she's also a really great preschool teacher too and so like either way she knew what she wanted to do And is really good at it. And so, and she's always been really good at those things. And so me felt like, like, why can't I find something like that? And so anyway, I'm saying all of this because the issue with my job is made, is every time I get to this point, I'm like, should I try to apply for jobs that are in like the social media marketing world? But then I get scared of like, what if I get a job at a, at a place like that for a business like that, most jobs like that are work from home. So what if I get a job in that arena? And then I don't, but I don't do a good job at that one either. Like, what would I do? Like, um, earlier this week, the friend that I work for sent me a job application on LinkedIn for a job that I feel like I could do. Um, For people who do that sort of work that might know what this is, is someone who link build and so basically what that is is like the way that different businesses and whatnot show up on google like the businesses that some of the businesses that show up on the front page or first page of google and stuff like that is because they pay a bunch of money to google for ads but that can get really expensive and so if you want to try to find a way to not pay all of that money on ads but still be seen you do link building, which is where you contact, like, companies or businesses, whatever, that are, like, similar to kind of what your business is, where they'll, like, write articles about your company, they'll, like, you know, write a blog about it, they'll put you in a video, they'll do whatever, and and every time, and how Google works is that the more times that your link Is posted on the internet the higher your like website gets listed when people search for things and so like for an example like one of the companies that I help my friend work for right now is a company of basically like fishermen that have very like sustainable fishing for and they are a seafood company where they like send you frozen really fresh things of like salmon shrimp stuff like that and um and so for that company, the one of the first things I did with my friend was I looked up a bunch of kind of like sustainable, like nature, outdoorsy, like websites and things like that, or companies that sell things that are similar to that, that you can imagine that people would want to buy sustainable salmon like that. Um, or like people who talk about diet culture-y things, you know, like um, the keto diet, the paleo diet stuff like that where you can imagine people buying um, salmon that's a little bit more expensive stuff like that and and just like made a list for her for her to contact to see if they would post an article about us for them to move like our website up in google and so that's basically what that job would be and I do like doing stuff like that Um, in general like I like looking stuff up and finding new things Um, I like researching stuff so that's it's possible that I would be good at that job but I'm like terrified to um, even send in my application for the for like an interview even though there's no guarantee that they would actually hire me I'm just scared that what if I get that job and I try doing it and then the social media marketing job doesn't work out for me either. And this is like one of the few jobs that I feel like I could do because it's still creative. It's work from home. Um, all I need is my computer. I don't need to talk to anybody. And um, yeah, so if that doesn't work out for me, then it's like, what else can I do? <laughs> um, and then the other thing is that I like I like being, you know, doing my artistic art stuff like doing paintings and stuff like that um like the dream like the ultimate dream for me would be being able to make a living off of selling my selling my paintings in some way um like the website that I use you can get them put on like anything you can imagine a t-shirt a coffee mug you can get like prints you can make tapestries to hang on your wall you can even get like blankets of them like I ordered one the other day and I want to order another one because it's cool to have a nice comfy warm blanket um with my own art on it that's just fun um and so but like the like com- like the commissions I get when like a friend of mine bought one of those blankets and I get like $2 back because I keep the cuz most of the time for that website it's just me buying my own stuff to give to myself or give to friends for presents or family or whatever for presents for christmas um I'll yeah so it's like I don't people aren't going on there to buy it so I keep it the cheapest it can, not only so it's cheapest for me to buy that stuff, but also I don't want, um, that if anyone ever wanted to buy anything, I don't want it to be inaccessible. So I keep it cheap for anyone else who might run into it and for whatever reason, buy it too. And so that's like the, the dream of that happening, but I don't know how that could ever happen. Like part of me is like, I've said, like, I've been saying this, you know, I thought I was going to talk about true crime this episode, but I don't think I will because this is something that I'm now spending the whole episode talking about. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but that's like one of those things of like, there are certain things that I know that I could do. Um, Like I could take like the official Google certification for how to use their like analytics for social media stuff it's just, it's free. If you go, if you like literally Google it and put it in, it's like a free like eight hour course you can take, but it, you know, a lot more when you take it and it looks good on like a resume. If you have that, if that's what you're wanting. And so I know that I could take that class and use what I know from, um, from what I've learned at my job so far to do social media marketing for myself, um, if I wanted to but I'm more like just afraid like I said this that's like the whole thing is I'm afraid of trying that and it not working out especially because in like 2020 like I feel like this probably would come up I'm pretty sure this would come up um if you go back and listen to the first episodes that I ever made on here that are from like 2020 um they're pretty rough. Like I don't, I didn't even know how to add like clips of music to make like a little intro song yet. And then most of them I have like my fan on all the time. Um, so if you want to listen to it, you just know that before you do. But in a lot of those, I was talking about wanting to, um, be able to make a living being an artist by selling my paintings. And so, like, this is kind of an offshoot, but not really. But this is kind of why I struggle, like, wanting to take steps to fix this or, like, try that again. Is because back in 2020 was when... Uh, 2020 was really the year that I was in stuck in, with, like, New Age spirituality adjacent things for a lot of the year. Um, I didn't realize how much of the things that I saw in like spirituality or whatever that I saw at the time was new age. Um, I definitely was like going through, there's a lot of people during that year that I liked following and then stopped because of their reactions to COVID and wearing masks. So um, there was that, but there was a, there's like a local um, like mysticism, whatever you call it, shop metaphysical that's the word I was thinking for looking for shop um it's still it's like five ten minutes away from my apartment but I haven't gone there since like December of 2020 I'm not going to go back but it's uh it's a shop um I really liked going there at the time and I didn't realize how many things that they were doing there that were like very new agey and super appropriative and just things that weren't and were also like the pseudoscience shit like I talked before about how I saw somebody there for Reiki that I actually really liked Reiki, but the teacher is was someone who believed that you don't get sick unless you've done something wrong that, like, the universe is almost punishing you for and um, which became an issue because 2020 was when I had back surgery, so that was really weird. And But, like, the Reiki teacher was one who did, like, those baths things on your feet that made, like, all this gross shit like show up that was supposed to do something to like cleanse your energy or keep you like this pseudoscience like naturopathy shit that they charge a lot of money for but they don't actually you know do anything um but there was a they had a lot of groups there that at the time I was interested in but it was like learning about all these different cultures and how they did spirituality things that and all the people teaching them were all white and none of them should have been teaching stuff about like ancient Egypt cultures and and like all these other cultures like that it was just and it was all very like fear mongery. like I stopped wanting to go to that Reiki teacher because I realized that no matter what was happening she always would post things making people feel afraid and I just realized like you're posting that because if people are afraid and feel like they need to cleanse their energy, they'll come to you to get Reiki done. And it's like, if you have to like lean on scaring people in order to be successful at what you're doing, then that I don't want to be a part of that. That's, I don't like that at all. Um, But back in 2020, uh, the end of 2020, I, hadn't quite figured completely figured that out yet I was figuring it out but I hadn't quite gotten there yet and so there was a um the first like medium that I ever saw was at that shop and I would see her on a pretty regular ish basis on um for the in 2020 and so anyway what I'm trying to Sorry that I'm, like, taking forever to talk about stuff. You can tell that this is stuff that bothers me because I, like, try to put off actually talking about the things that upset me because they upset me. Um, But I went, one of the times that I went and saw that medium in, like, the summer of 2020 um, when, like, my back was starting to have problems but I was laid off from my job, um, I remember that, one of the first readings I had with her she was talking about how I had started painting and I had like 2020 like 20 the end of 2019 when I went to my dream program and um we had an art class there that was when I started doing more creative things like drawing and painting that's where I got the idea of doing like the paint pouring painting because somebody that I went to my program with talked about liking that that style of painting and so I looked it up on on like uh YouTube and and like got some of the plies for it but like during COVID when we were terrified about everything and couldn't leave our apartments and everything was terrifying um was when I started doing it on a more regular basis because you know I couldn't leave the house and it was something that I could do to keep me and my brain like busy I could watch YouTube accounts all day and especially during the months when i was unemployed it was just something that i could spend my time doing every day it's what i still like doing like i ran out of canvases the other day and everyday since then i can like feel me being more anxious because getting up every morning and like looking at a painting i did the night before putting it up on the wall taking pictures of it and then figuring out like later on the day what new one i want to do and doing it and seeing if it turns out it's just really fun for me, and, um, anyway, so when I went to go see this, um, medium, she told me that, basically, that I would be able to make a living, um, selling paintings, and that that would be, like, the job that I would be able to do one day, and I was, and I was, and the way that I saw, like, spirituality stuff back then, like, This isn't completely her fault, but it's just kind of like synonymous to how new age is, is that like the way that new age spirituality talks about when you go to see a medium or you go do like a tarot reading or whatever is like, they see it as very black and white in the way that like, oh, this person says that this is going to happen. And so it's going to happen exactly how you think it is. And so when I saw this person in like the summertime and she said that I was going to you know, be able to sell my art and make a living selling it that way. I just was like, okay, then this is exactly what's going to happen. Like, I didn't question it. I didn't think that there was any way that that was wrong. Or I just was like, okay, that's going to happen now. And so I, like, for a lot of, like, 2020, I, like, put in all of this. Like, I got, like, the account on the Fine Art America website that I use And I spent money buying paint when I had, like, no money, not only because I loved doing it, but because I thought that it would, like, I thought that somehow I would, like, you know, maybe have a video or something go viral and I would be able to make a business out of it because she said that I would, (laughs) you know? And so I felt like this was something that was going to happen, like, soon, and, and it was just a matter of time for it to start happening. And... So I put in a bunch of effort trying to do that and none of it like obviously worked out. And then, um, in like the beginning, like February or something of twenty twenty one was when my landlord came by and thought that me the paint on my clothes was like ruining people's stuff in like our washer and dryer. And so I just stopped painting altogether. Because by then already I was already feeling like defeated, like I had gotten my hopes up about, you know, painting that maybe I am good at this. Maybe this is something that people will want to buy and this could be like my career. And that honestly is like the sort of dream career I could imagine ever doing is doing something pure, purely like creative and being able to like make a living off of that Um and so by then by like February that hadn't happened and it had been like you know it had been probably like nine ten months since I had seen that person the first time and that hadn't happened and the way that I saw that saw like readings like that at the time I thought because she said that that would happen that it was going to happen like right away and so because it didn't I just felt really defeated like I couldn't do anything right that it wasn't going to work and I just, like, gave up um, and stopped painting and stopped doing it. And so, like, part of the thing of me starting to paint again in the last month has been, like, like I've been, like, trying not to put pressure on myself about the idea of it, of it ever becoming something that could, like, be a job. I've been trying just to be, like, no, you haven't done this in a long time. This is something that you really love and enjoy. The idea of trying to make things that you thought that people would buy um, made you make stuff that you didn't really like the last time, so let's not do this again. And, um, and um, also just trying to stop that voice in my head that's telling me that I'm wasting my time and my money making all of these paintings. And part of that is just like, this may sound silly, but, like, organizing it, um, like, when you're, I don't know, other, I'm sure there are other people who listen to this that are neurodivergent, especially autistic, but I feel like a good part of being autistic is just trying to put things into categories <laughs> um, and, like, organize things in a way that makes sense to your brain, and so, like, one of the things, that really bothered, that got to me a lot the last time I painted was that I had a bunch of paintings, like probably, you know, like 30, 40 paintings. And at that time, I was trying to save them all because I thought that I was going to be able to sell them one day. Um, But then, you know, nobody wanted them. And then I just had all these paintings in my apartment and I didn't uh, feel like I had enough room to put them all up on the wall And I didn't know how to put them up on the wall. Like, I kept using the command strips, but those were, like, they took, like, some of the paint off the wall of the apartment that I live in. So then I stopped wanting to do that because the last thing I need is something like that happening. Um, And so I just, like, put them all in my closet. And then, like, the whole reason why my landlord came over and asked and, like, knew that I painted was because I threw out, like, most of my paintings. And he saw me throwing them out in the garbage. And so he knew that I painted. And so when they were having weird things show up on people's clothes, he thought that it might be um, from me having paint on my clothes. And so, like, if I hadn't thrown out all of those paintings, my landlord wouldn't have even known that I painted and wouldn't have known to ask me about it or anything like that. Um, but I did. And because I felt like all of this stuff is just sitting in my apartment. Nobody is seeing any of it. It's just a waste of time and a waste of space. I keep making more but I don't have anywhere to put them and it was like this overwhelming feeling like um autistic people we don't like at least how I feel about it is like I don't like clutter I don't like things just being everywhere if I have something that I haven't used for a long time I just throw it away because I I like don't want it in my apartment taking up space if it's something that I have that I don't actually use and it's, and I don't want to keep it. Um, like every couple, like at least once a year, I'll like clean out the different closets in my apartment, like the two closets I have in my apartment, and look through the stuff that I have in there. And usually, there's things in there that I throw out because in the last year, I haven't used those things, and so clearly, there isn't a reason for me to keep them, and I get rid of them. And I and always end up with like more room and more space for whatever comes up in the year after that. Um, and so a good part of, like, that has been somewhat figured out for, like, I had to figure that out this time, where I was starting to feel that way of, like, I'm, I'm like, have all of these paintings all over my wall, but they're all really disorganized, and I don't know where to put them all, and I don't want to just sh- shove them into random places like I did last time and feel like they're just taking up space, and I don't know what I'm doing. So instead, I realized that I could hang them using thumbtacks, and I've been like, reorganizing them, like, putting them into little categories, putting, like, four in, like, a little section and four in another section. And because I'm doing that, I feel like um, the, like, that worry that I get when I feel like I'm, like, wasting my time because I don't have space has not come up. So that's, like, a positive at least. And I know that's, like, a weird problem to have, but that's just, When I feel like there's paintings all over the place and there's no room for any of them, I just keep thinking like you're no one's going to buy any of these things because no one wanted to last time. So why do you keep spending money on buying art supplies for something that nobody's going to see? And and especially because nobody ever comes in your apartment or anything like that, you don't go anywhere or see anyone. So like, why are you doing all of this? This is just a waste of time. Um, And so having them feeling like I have it in a more organized system on my wall where I have like a lot of space still to continue putting things up makes me feel like I have a plan instead of it just being like kind of all over the place. And so there's that. And so I have like, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that like my dream would be able to be an artist of some sort but I don't know how and also at this point I'm scared to try again because of how much it didn't work last time and I know that part of that is from the way that I saw it with like new age spirituality stuff like like when you get like a mediumship reading and they tell you something like that it doesn't mean that the Some things they do tell you in those readings are things that will happen recently, but they like you can tell from how they're saying it that it's something that will be something coming up soon. But some, a lot of things, at least in my experience, that they'll say, sometimes those are like long term, like sort of goals. And so it's not necessarily that that medium that I saw was wrong, but it also is a thing of like, I thought that it was going to happen then and it didn't and because i wasn't thinking that that might that that it might have been you know that happening this year or next year or whatever year and so but because i felt like i put myself wanting that to work out and then it didn't and so that felt like rejection it's really hard for me to then try again and especially because you just never know how to make It's impossible, like even me knowing social media things, it's really hard to know like what will really get attention, at least on TikTok, because the algorithm changes so often that it's impossible to ever be sure that you know what you're doing. Like I have no idea how the social media managers who say that they know how the algorithm works like can say that with a straight face because it changes so much that even experts could not know how it works. And so it's scary to imagine doing that because it'd be like going in business for myself, you know, but at the same time, it's what I want, like, and I know I've made at least a little bit of progress in that, like, how I see it anyway, like, that, like, I don't know how to describe this feeling, but when that medium told me that, and then it didn't happen, it almost... The reason why I hate new age spirituality stuff is that it makes you feel like you're being, like, let down or betrayed by, like, your, like, ancestors, your dead family members, your, if you believe in, like, guardian angels or spirit guides or whoever else, um, because it puts, like, these, like, very set rules on something that is not, like, that spirituality can never be, like, that simple, um, but they tell you that it is and so for me back then when that medium told me that i would be able to do an art career and sell my paintings for a living and then i tried to sell my paintings for a living and i felt like i was putting myself out there and like trying and people could see that i was like trying to start like you know like instagram accounts and facebook accounts purely to like promote my art And I was trying to put myself, I felt like I was embarrassing myself around in front of the people that knew me at the time who like hilariously, the only people, person that I talked to who used to talk to me really on a regular basis then is is like my sister. Maybe a couple, there's a couple other like internet friends, but none of them were like super close. But still most of the people I talked to on a regular basis then I don't talk to anymore. But it felt like I was like, I felt embarrassed seeing myself put myself out there and really try for it to fail. And it felt like it was almost like my ancestors were telling, like slapping me down, being like, no, like you don't get this. Like we told you that you're going to get this, but no, it's not actually going to work out. And so it felt like this like rejection that like that they were rejecting me. They were I was putting the effort to try and they were telling me no. No. You don't get this thing, even though it would be something that would make you really happy. And it would be like, like doing stuff like that, like making a living, selling art in any form, like the work that I would have to do in order to do that would, would be a lot easier for me to do because it'd be something that I genuinely enjoy and love doing. Um, And so it was really hard. Like, even though I know that new way spirituality stuff doesn't work that way, and that things and that that was not what my ancestors were doing. It still feel it still felt like that. And so when I imagine trying to do that again, it just feels like how many times am I going to try to put myself out there and sell my art and try to promote myself and think that I'm good at a skill when I am not sure that I am. And I feel like I'm putting myself out there to be like knocked down and this is really when I get I get like frustrated like um in 2020 and stuff there was this one YouTube channel that I found that made at the time they made like mostly resin art which was something that's something that I would do if I had like the money and also the space to like Um, do that that's like something that you need like ventilation for and you also need a bunch of equipment to even try to do it because it gives off like toxic fumes so there's no way that I could ever do that in my studio apartment but I watched that channel because I the person who did it I really liked their videos they were just like kind of naturally creative and just trying and experimenting on different things and so and As more time went on in 2020 and 2021, their channel, they tried different things. They tried, like, doing paint pouring like I do. They started... Now, they, like, last year, they spent a lot of the year, like, making tufting, like, making their own rugs and doing, like, woodworking stuff and just trying a bunch of different things. And one of the things that was hard, like, for me at the time to watch that channel where I stopped watching it a lot of the time um, for and uh, the last month or so I've gone back to re-watching all of their videos again, is that I stopped watching them because I was jealous. Because I wanted to, I wanted that. Like, I wanted to, and part of it is, like, also, I genuinely cannot figure out how this person makes a living. (laughs) Like, that's that's definitely, like, an autistic thing. Um, Part of being autistic is that, we come up we we like have questions that we think are very obvious questions but they're things that neurotypical people generally don't think about but we do and but and like there are things that we need to know the answer to and it's not like something that we can really argue around like if when we don't know the answer and it we keep thinking about it over and over and over again because we don't know what the answer is and in And it's a really frustrating thing when somebody around us could tell us what the answer is, but they won't tell us because it's like, why are you? It feels like they're um, messing with us on purpose when that stuff happens. And so this like YouTube channel that I'm talking about, it's called Artsy Madwoman. I really like it. I recommend it. But part of also what I get frustrated with, I still get, I still can't figure it out, is that like, They do, like, YouTube videos, but they started doing them, like, once every two weeks instead of once every week. They, I'm sure, are monetized on Instagram, so they get some money from Reels, but I don't know how much money those really make, if it's enough to, like, you know, be sustained by or not. Um, But most artists that, like, make a living, even when they have things on YouTube. The way that they make a living is yeah, they have like money from YouTube and Instagram and stuff, but a lot of it is from them having their own website and like selling things in like an Etsy store or Shopify or or whatever where they people can buy their art that they see in videos and then um, they send it out to those people and that's the main way that they make their income. This person doesn't do that. She doesn't have a website where she sells her own art. She sells like some of her own merch. Now, on her YouTube channel, but i ca- I have never been able to figure out how she actually like makes a living doing like what she does because the videos that she makes she just like keeps all of this stuff that she makes, and like I understand why, but I'm always watching this stuff like like girl like if you just sold like even just like two things of these things a week, you would probably make like a lot of, like, money would be a lot easier, and you would probably feel less pressure about it, and, like, part of it, too, is that a lot of her videos, like, tufting and resin and, like, woodworking and stuff, she's, like, buying, going out to, like, stores and buying all of this, like, big, like, heavy equipment and spending a bunch of money to do this stuff, and I'm watching this going, like, there's no conceivable way that I could afford to do this, so it, It's like one of those confounding things that every time I watch this channel, I felt like, I just felt like I would get so upset watching it because here, I can't figure out how this person is making a living, but they're obviously doing it by putting their art on the internet because they're spending all of this money buying these expensive things to make these new things that they're posting online. And they don't feel, they don't need to sell their art in order to make a living doing it. And here I am like trying to do that and I can't figure out how to do it. And even though the kind of art that I'm doing is a lot like cheaper than the stuff that she's doing, I still can't figure out how to do it for myself. And so I like stopped watching that channel for like almost like a year. Like I watch it every once in a while, but there's a bunch of videos that I never watched because I just was like sad. Like it felt like I like watching and like, the way that I've progressed is, which is what I'm trying to say here, is that now when I watch all of those videos, I still wish that I could like make resin pieces like she does. Like resin has like resin paintings that are really pretty. My, one of my friends actually makes those and I really wish that I could do those. And, but I still, I I can't. Um, And yeah, I wish that I could like just buy the stuff to try like tufting my own rugs because I do need rugs um and it it was and it's just like fun to try like doing something creative like that but I could never because all of the equipment and stuff is really expensive and I live in a tiny studio where the fuck am I gonna put all that shit nowhere um so I can't do that and so like I still have those feelings of like wishing that I could do the things that she's doing wishing that I could you know, spend all day in like a, a a room that is like her own studio in a place that she rents with her husband and just spend the day doing creative things, knowing that I am supporting myself by doing those things. Um, and so I still feel those feelings, but I don't feel like as jealous. I don't feel jealous anymore. It's more like this feeling of Knowing like you do it, the things that this person does is like my dream job that is exactly what I want to do, but I have absolutely no idea how to do it and and it's hard, and it's been hard for me to even try to put myself out there to try because especially because even though the new age stuff definitely fucked with my perception of how it worked or not last time, it's still felt like I put myself out there and it didn't work and so I'm I'm afraid of trying it again and it's already hard enough to get me to try new things I'm autistic and have complex PTSD and it's especially really hard for me to try to put myself out there when it comes to my art which is like the most private kind of vulnerable inner child side of me that exists And so I know that that is, like, something that I should do because it's what I want to do. But I'm so scared of trying it. And it's really hard to try to get myself to, like, take, like, the Google certification thing for social media, even though I know that that would help me if I wanted to try to market myself that way. Um, It's really hard for me to, like, put in effort to try doing those things or trying getting like a social media job instead of working for the company I work for until and like trying to build art while I'm doing that or something. It's really hard for me to do any of those decisions because I just feel like every time I've put myself out there in the last couple years and tried it's never worked out and I don't have like faith in myself enough that I could like put myself out there and fail and I wouldn't then just like shut down and not try anything ever again I don't know I don't really have a, a good like positive way to end this episode really just to say that like this is the stuff I've been thinking about lately about career like legacy like sort of things um it's really I don't know it's like it's a weird feeling of like before I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do now I have more of an idea of what I want to do, but I have no idea how to actually do it. And I'm also not convinced that I can actually do it. And I'm genuinely afraid that if I try doing this again and it doesn't work, that I'll be so devastated by it, something else that I really thought was the right thing for me not working, that I'll just, like, give up and just spend the rest of my life working for my shitty corporate America job that treats me like garbage, that puts me through a bunch of bullshit um, and end up being like my dad one day. And I, I really don't want to do that.